When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 91. This episode is brought to you by Stitch Fix. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, hey, I'm a homeschool mom. I don't go out and spend a ton of money on clothes. Or maybe you're thinking, I shop at thrift stores and I'm right there with you. I've always bought secondhand, really thrifty, right? And I'm home most of the time. I don't need to buy expensive clothes. But to tell you the truth, Stitch Fix is more budget friendly than you think. And the key to it all is kind of sharing your referral code with friends. So really quickly, the way Stitch fix works is you fill out a style profile, you tell them when you want your shipment, and they will send you a box of five items. Try them all on in the comfort of your own home. And if you don't like the stuff, you send it back for free. That referral credit, remember, will cover your styling fee, which means shipping is free for you both ways. If you do like something, you can keep it and that $20 will be applied to your purchase. It's super fun and I think you'll love it too. I really encourage you to give it a try and you can get referral credit if you go to 41more.com forward slash stitch fix. Welcome to episode 91. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 91. Today, we're chatting about homeschooling an only child. I've heard from many of you that you would love this topic to be covered. And so I was so happy to be able to chat with Gwen Little. She's obviously a homeschool mom of one child and her son is getting close to to being ready to graduate. So she has a lot of experience that she can speak from. She's also a blogger and I will link to where you can find her on her blog and on social media. You can find all her links and links to things we're going to chat about here in this episode. If you go to the show notes once more, it's at 41more.com forward slash 91. So I really hope those of you who are homeschooling an only child, I know you have unique challenges, but also unique opportunities. And I hope this conversation I had with Gwen is a real encouragement to you and you're able to glean some really great practical ideas and tips. If you have an idea that you'd love to have covered on this podcast, you feel free to email me anytime. You can find me at abby at 41more.com. All right, let's jump in. Are you ready? Here's my conversation with Gwen. Gwen, thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Thank you for having me, Abby. This is a great topic, homeschooling an only child. The reason I'm doing this is because I've heard from a lot of my readers saying, hey, we need help. We need to, we need some encouragement, some strategies. So I was so glad to um, get connected with you. I'm already connected with you online a little bit with homeschool blogging and that kind of thing. But this is really helpful. And I know you have a lot of wisdom to share. So I'm excited to hear, hear all about it. But first, let's start with maybe you can introduce your family to us. 
Okay, well, I am Gwen, the homeschool mom. My son Trenton is an only child. He's just turned 17 years old. It's crazy. Uh, so we're at the end of our homeschool journey. And my husband, uh, Micah, he's a senior developer and does all the computer techie stuff. But he's the one who actually believed that we could do homeschooling. So it was actually his idea. That's really interesting. It's You don't hear that too often. Usually it's the mom going, oh, I think I want to do this. And you have to get dad on board. So that's really cool. So why did the you- other way around. So why did you guys start homeschooling? What was it that made him kind of say, let's, let's try this? Well, we had, uh, my son was in public school through the first week of fourth grade, and um, he was really having a lot of struggles in there. He's an ADHD student, so it was hard for him to sit still constantly and, you know, not ask a lot of questions, and um, he kept getting in trouble, and it was really starting to uh, affect his self-esteem, and it got to the point where he just really hated going to school. And it was just kind of sad. And we tried, we met with the, everybody from the principal, the teachers, we made tweaked his IEP over and over again, and it just wasn't working. So finally, my husband was like, well, maybe we just need to try it ourselves. And I was like, who? (laughs) (laughs) Me? So, um, but my grandparents were both teachers and I felt like, we kind of felt like we had to try. We kind of came from a place of desperation more than anything. We just really wanted to... Uh, see him be happy again mm-hmm. and enjoy learning. You know, he was a kid who loved learning. He just had a million questions and then he'd kind of got to the point where he just, he wasn't loving it anymore. So we went to rekindle that. Yep. Now, when you first started, was it like an immediate, um, all this is amazing and you fell into your groove or did it, was it a rocky start? Like, tell us about how that was. We call it our free fall years. Like we jumped out of an airplane and <laughs> we were just falling frantically. Um, it was hard in the beginning. I had no idea what I was doing. I did get the Abeka curriculum, which helped me a lot, uh, you know, like kind of organize my day and schedule it and everything. But I just always felt like I was doing something wrong. Um, I think that's a lot of moms experience that. What am I leaving out? How, how could I be failing my child here? You know, this is the most important thing. And I just so bad wanted to do it right that I convinced myself I was doing everything wrong. Um, so we, we continued to develop our homeschool style through the years which is a huge benefit of having an only child. You really can cater to what their passions are, what their interests are, and and make it work and make it fun for everybody. And um, I kind of had like a, the one downfall to the Abeka curriculum was I kind of had like an iron grip on my curriculum. I was just like, we got to do this, you know, every little thing, check every little box. And as we've grown, um, I've realized that you really, you the freedom that comes with homeschooling is one of the biggest blessings of homeschooling. And so we take more advantage of the opportunity to get out and learn and do a lot of hands-on and that sort of thing. Cool. So yeah, I think you're right. And a lot of families do start with that um, out of the box textbook base because it gives you that security and the structure that you need at the beginning. And then I love how I I hear from so many families and I was like this too, like you eventually feel like, oh, you feel more confident as you go that you feel like you can tweak things and pick and choose and change things up. Is there a certain style that you ended up gravitating toward or are you more eclectic? Yeah, we definitely do not have a style. I believe we've probably tried every style. I'm a I'm a curriculum hopper. You know, if something's not working, we'll just jump to the to the next thing. Um, now that we're in high school, it's definitely more restrictive as far as you know. You have to meet all these guidelines and stuff. But we've already learned how to learn. You know, so we can take even those restrictions and make them um, something that he's interested in doing. And we've developed these relationships with people, you know, experts in the field, which is something that happens to homeschoolers. I think kind of naturally if you reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like last week we were at we were on this hike and we saw this really weird thing in the lake. 
lake and we have a friend that's the nature coordinator with the parks department. So we're like sending her videos and she's like, oh, this is so cool what you found here. It's a biazine, you know, and, um, but you develop these relationships. So you're still learning. I think you have an opportunity to learn from people that are really, really passionate about what they're teaching in a way that you maybe don't in, in public school. Um, not that I'm downing public school. I'm a public school girl and I did great. I loved it, but Mm -hmm. everybody's different and everybody needs their own, their own way. Yes, for sure. What, so has there been a favorite subject in your homeschool over the years, either your favorite subject to to cover or your son's favorite subject? My son is a history buff. Uh, He can tell you absolutely anything about history. Also geography, you point to anywhere on the entire globe and tell you where it is and the history of that place and who is in power and the dates and all that sort of stuff. So he loves history. Uh, For me, I loved, I'm arty. I love doing all the arts and stuff. So my very favorite thing is teaching him arts. But I have to say, we've also had a lot of fun with science. The hands-on science experiments. I've got a whole set of pots and pans that are just for science experiments, you know, and we've never blown anything up yet, but we've come close. We've had a a lot of fun. (laughs) I love that. I love that. So, so what are the challenges like if you're homeschooling an only child, have, have there been particular ones that you found that, that have really required your patience, your, you know, trying, trying new things. What, like, tell us about some of the challenges. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges that I faced was thinking that I had to teach everything on my own. You know, like my son's ADHD doesn't do well with the on-screen sort of thing. And so it left me feeling like I had to know everything. And um, I think one of the biggest things as a homeschool mom that I always say to other moms is there are people out there who can help you and reach out for them because, um, you know, whether it's through a co-op or an online program that you can sit next to them, help them stay focused on, but someone that can, you know, if you cannot teach something, like we really struggle with the advanced math. I am not a fan of advanced math. My son is not (laughs) the advanced math. Uh, So finding groups of people that are interested in that and can make it fun and can really explain it well is good. Don't believe you have to teach everything, reach for help. Another thing as a homeschool mom is it can be really lonely for both the mom and the student if you do not, once again, reach out for help. So um, being part of groups, whether some people aren't comfortable with co-op, my son is not comfortable with co-op. So we do a lot of smaller groups, like he's in, you know, the teen advisory board at the library and he's hiking groups and soccer teams and things like that. But making sure that you're involved with other people and having relationships with people that are experiencing what you're experiencing is important. It really is. It can be very lonely. It can be hard uh, or it can be a whole lot of fun. So mm-hmm. depends mm-hmm. on how you, how you go at it. That's true. It's like a mindset thing. Yeah. You could look at it as this is all my challenges because I'm homeschooling an only child, or you can say, look at all the freedom we have to, to get up yes. and do what we need to do and connect with people. So you've already mentioned some solutions and some groups he's in. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on how you've met those challenges when you mentioned like, um, you know, having other people teach, whether through online or co-op or whatever, and some groups he's in, can you give us some more um, specifics about some solutions with homeschooling an only child? Uh, One thing I would recommend is I think it's a huge advantage to be able to be involved in your community and um, homeschool kids have an opportunity to learn a lot of life skills. So while he was in elementary school and middle school, we had um, one day of the week that was volunteer day and he would go and uh, volunteer at this place called Small Miracles um, Equestrian Center, wonderful place, but he would work with at youth risk uh, or at at risk youth and, um, and the horses and everything. So he had a chance to be in contact with public school, a lot of public school kids, and also learn all these life skills and, um, 
be away from me, you know, (laughs) be learning things that were separate from me. So I think uh, developing opportunities for them to work independently with people in their peer groups, as well as outside of their peer groups and learn, you know, just a bunch of different skills is a benefit. And it does help you overcome a lot of the major obstacles that you're facing with a homeschool, with an only child, homeschooling only child. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so like if someone's like, okay, I sounds to me like I need to get plugged into my community because that's Mm -hmm. really where you're going to get these, these um, opportunities to interact with other kids and stuff. How do, has there a certain spot that you look to find your groups? Like where would you tell moms to look if they're like, I have no idea what's in my community. Where, where do they look? Where do they find this? I actually have a blog post with several different places on my blog because I get asked that question so often. Uh, But there are your church is a really great opportunity. You know, our church serves in multiple areas. Um, but I, my advice would be to find out where your child's heart's at. See, you know, are they interested? Is, is hunger where it's at? Is it maybe, uh, you know, cleaning up the economy? Is it homelessness? Is it, uh, what, where, what do they want to help? One of the things that our kids are constantly experiencing is like this victim mentality where they live in this world that's got so much wrong with it. Um, So I feel like the best way to overcome that is to help them be part of the solution to what's bothering them the most. So maybe start with just your child's heart and then go out from there. What locally is available? There's tons of options available. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's awesome because that they're going to be invested in it. If they're, if they're interested in it, that's that's amazing. That's um, really great. So Okay. So we can look at homeschooling and only child. Like we said, it could be mindset. We can look at it and say, oh, there are all these, you know, challenges, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of benefits as well. Can you talk to the benefits? And so that I know this will encourage a lot of moms listening who are like, oh, you know, I, I just feel like I know all the challenges. Can you speak to the benefits of homeschooling and only child? Absolutely. First of all, I'll tell you that um, my son absolutely loves it. He wouldn't trade it for anything. So I think that alone says a lot. You're giving your child this opportunity to have an education where they are, you know, learning to love learning itself. And that's something that will follow them throughout the rest of their life. Um, on top of that, I'm, I'm a woman of faith. So I think it's really, really important that you are able to provide your child with, like we have a daily Bible study and, you know, we study all that. And you can teach them character development. You can teach them about mental health. You can teach them about, like my son has ADHD. So we've spent a lot of time learning about how to live with ADHD and um, all these life skills. You're really, I think you're able to provide them with a much more well-rounded education. Public school is really restricted as far as what they're able to teach. So that's going to last the rest of their life. And they'll also be passing that down to your grandchildren one day. So, I mean, what more could you really ask for? (laughs) It has this huge impact. Um, on everything about their entire life. So I think it's really valuable. It is hard. Mm-hmm. I won't for a se- say for a second that homeschooling is not hard. It's very hard, but it's so worth it. Yeah. And that one-on-one that you can have with an only child, I mean, you're not getting interrupted by multiple other kids. Mm-hmm. That is actually when you're homeschooling multiples, that's like the biggest struggle that moms of multiples say is like, I can't do it with four kids. Cause it's like your attention is split, but you get to focus on your child and like that one-on-one is why we homeschool. Like that's the best way to learn is that tutor approach or, you know, mentor approach. So the value you have is your time is not split. And so that's amazing for your son. Now, I I know this is a stupid question because when homeschoolers are asked, what about socialization? We all laugh at it because it's a a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because sometimes you can say, well, you do all have an only child. So how do they get out with their peers? Now you've already mentioned some things, but maybe do you have any other ideas there for making sure your son spends time with other kids? 
Absolutely. When your child is in a classroom anyway, um, inside of the classroom, they're actually just sitting there and are not, re- not really socializing. I 100% agree with you, Abby. Socialization is not an issue uh, with homeschoolers. They're, they're well socialized and with such a wide age group, I think that they're, they're just really well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's my one thing I would say. Um, I grew up in a little village uh, called Bodenham, and we were all really close with our neighbors. So I think it's important that, you know, you you make those relationships with the people in your neighborhood and let them actually play with the neighborhood kids, you know, after school every day, develop that sort of thing. Um, other than that, you know, the community service, the sports, the arts, um, Gosh, I mean, you should see our calendar. We're we are so far from antisocial. I don't think we had us before COVID. I don't think we had a single block free. So, uh, it's really not an issue. I think that's probably the greatest homeschooling myth is that our kids aren't socialized. Yeah. So even so, even when your son was younger, where you were still involved in multiple activities at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Nice. Um. I think this is going to be really encouraging for moms who are also homeschooling one child. As we wrap up here, if there's any other encouragement you want to speak directly to them, or if there's anything we missed that you want to throw in there, you know, just speak to that mom who's listening, who is in your boat as well, and just would love to hear a final word of encouragement. I would say to that mom, um, just hang in there. Uh, don't expect to have some bad days. Give yourself some grace. Give your child some grace. You know, um, it's easy to be really hard on yourself because this is a huge responsibility, but, you know, you're only human. Let yourself be human and just get through it one day at a time, one step at a time. If you have to step away every now and again, step away, take a deep breath and just keep in mind the end goal. It is worth it. The the days are really long homeschooling, but here, now that I'm at the end, I can say that the years are really short. So hang in there. It'll be worth it. I love that. And you know what? I'm going to throw in one more question that I just thought of. Are you, I don't know if you're an extrovert or an introvert, but being with your son all day, do you guys need to like separate and have your own time sometimes? Or do you love being together? Absolutely. We do love being together very much. We're best friends and we, we really are close. And I think that's one of the huge benefits of this opportunity to homeschool. But you've got to have your own time. It is very important. You have to have your own things, you know, that are separate from one another. You both need your own independence. So it is important to carve out that time. Okay. It's very valuable. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. <laughs> right. That's going to make a difference for some of these moms thinking, "Why? I, well, I have to spend all day with them because they're in my house. No, you don't. <laughs> like you can have right. your time. Okay. That's going to be important for some mom to hear as well. Oh, this has been great. Gwen, thanks for jumping on and sharing your wisdom with us. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Abby. I hope you found some helpful takeaways in this conversation about homeschooling and only child. Remember, you can find all of Gwen's links and find her on social media. And you can find the links to those in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 91. And don't forget to check out Stitch Fix if you want to treat yourself to a new outfit this holiday season. They really can work with any budget, even a homeschool mom budget. So you can find my referral code, which will give you some credit to get started if you go to 41more.com forward slash Stitch Fix. Okay, I think that's it for now. In the meantime, happy homeschooling.